Hello there guys, gals and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Imperial Set Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always is my beloved co-host, Claire Stribling. Boo, 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 boo. Self-fanfare. Woo. It's yeah. me. Yeah. It, it certainly is. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's, you know, holiday weekend, and I'm going to spend it mostly sitting by our pool, which just opened at our apartment complex, and... uh yeah, big vibes, big, big vibes this long weekend. So, oh yeah. Well, look at you being fancy with your little pool. I am fancy. Oh, Wait till I send you pictures of this pool. You're like, dang, that's bougie. Oh, I, I know. I see you all the time, and I think, damn, she's bougie. <laughs> no, really, I, you see me all the time, and you think, wow, what sewer did that trash goblin crawl out of? <laughs> it's usually the response. That's not true. I don't think you crawl out of a sewer. I think you like rob cats and steal them, and like, you're covered in scratches. And that's a, you know the scratches part is accurate. <laughs> like be grateful TikTok doesn't have a smell of vision. I'm all right. Hey, damn straight. But yeah, um, I'm having, I'm having a good weekend as well actually. So I'm pretty I, ha- I was gonna say amped and hyped, and I was about to say hyped. <laughs> is that a new word? Am I creating a new word? I'm very hyped about this weekend. I'm going to a festival tomorrow. Ooh, what? Who are who are you seeing? What are you seeing? Pulp. Okay. So very my, very happy. My favorite kind of orange juice. How dare you? No, Pulp. One of my favorite <laughs> bands. Who I've seen once live when they uh, reformed in 2011, and I get to see them again. Because um, they're reformed again, so very hyped. That they're headlining. There's loads of other bands and, and singers there. Also excited to see Confidence Man, who are really cool, good dance duo, or look like foursome. But you get to see two of them. The other two are, are like hidden. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm pretty hyped. It's been a while. It's nice and hot out in the UK. There we go. So I need to get drunk and dance my butt off. I like. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I don't know why in my brain I immediately went to like a drunk Charlie dancing like one of the Peanuts kids, but I liked it a lot. Uh, you might as well. I'm pretty much Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, you are Charlie Brown. He actually has a third middle name, people. Charlie Brown, Merson Wright Ashby. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> Good grief is right. Oh, but yeah, very, very excited. Uh, and also Blur. Uh, doing gigs at the minute. Like oh, they, really? Yeah, they reformed doing gigs. They've also so they announced they were doing new gigs like in twenty twenty two, and they're like, "Yeah, we're coming back again to do some gigs." I was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." And then about two weeks ago, they just dropped that they've done a new album. <laughs> oh, like, oh yeah, by what? the way, we've done a new album. Uh, you so, know what I think about that? You know how that makes me feel? How does that make you feel? Woohoo! Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> thanks guys for listening to this episode. <laughs> that was awful, but thank you for the pity laugh at the end there. No, it's fine. No, but oh, yeah, very good. So they released a song already. I'll send you a link because it's very, very good. Yeah, please do. I haven't thought about them in 
many a moon. So it's about time. <gasps> new Blink-182 album, new Blur album. What what year are we living in? It's wild. Yeah, Pulp are back. Blur are back. back. Britpop <laughs> is coming back, baby. The summer wild. of Britpop. Wild. Yeah, and Suede. Suede. Oh, we're thriving right now. We're thriving over here. That's right. Hashtag winning. The renaissance of 90s and early 2000s music. <laughs> mm, mm, the peak of music. Let's be, Truly. Let's be honest. Truly. Did you see the music? Did you see the, the, the Barbie album? <laughs> the, the, the album? There's an album? Oh my God. The, you you mean for the, mo- for the movie, you mean? Yeah. Oh, so the oh, so the soundtrack's already out. They've announced who's on the soundtrack, and it's Trey Bian. Oh my god, I can't wait! Let the only try. thing I saw was Kate McKinnon's Barbie, and I'm not going to lie. The I haven't. I actually haven't watched the trailer. No. <gasps> oh, that's so good. This film's but, gonna be like movie of the year. Like everybody I know had a poor, like tortured haircut, scribbled on, scratched up Barbie. Who looked like Cynthia from uh, from Rugrats? Everybody had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my God. I'll read out some of the. I won't read out all of the names, okay? But I'll read out some of the names of the lineup: Charlie XCX, Dua Lipa, okay. Okay. Uh, Khalid, Lizzo, Nicki Minaj, Ryan Gosling, Tame <laughs> Impala, and it's executive produced by Mark Ronson. So you're telling me this is going to be fucking album of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I can't wait. I, I I did hear that Ryan Gosling is getting a song, which, you know, I guess he sang in La La Land, so. He can sing whatever he wants. He can hold a tune. He can hold a tune. He's, he's pretty you know, good. Yeah, he's all right. He's okay. <laughs> So yeah, anything else? <laughs> Get off our chest before we dive into this week's lack of news. <laughs> I'm trying to think if anything exciting happened. Not really. To all of you uh, fellow Vanderpump Rules watchers and listeners, you know, make sure you have your rosé stocked for Wednesday, because goddamn. Or today, probably, when this comes out. It's goddamn. It's not helpful, really. I mean, you have to be a little bit sauce to get through it. It's pretty intense. It's been no, pretty I, intense. I mean, oh, so when's it come out? Is it a Wednesday? Yes, on Wednesdays. Wednesday okay. evenings, US. Yeah. So, Jesus. Yeah. I'm sure you've been keeping up, um, whether you want to or not, with Scandaval. So, as somebody who has literally watched that television show since the beginning. I have watched that show for the last 10 years. I've watched 10 years of these people's lives. And with everything that's going on right now, it's it's wild to see who grew up in the last 10 years and who is still a lying, cheating piece of shit. Mm. But you can't guess which one. Probably the one whose name is in the scandal. So, you know, good times. Good times. I have no idea what you're talking about. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna open this can of worms. So there's a show called Vanderpump Rules. For those of you who aren't familiar with what Vanderpump Rules is, 
Um, Lisa Vanderpump is a restaurateur and she um, she's great. She's got restaurants all over the world, a bunch of them in L.A. And all of the kids who work at her restaurants in West Hollywood, they're all like they they don't they're like they're not here to be in food service for their lives. They moved out to L.A., a bunch of young kids who want to be actors slash models slash singers slash whatever. And they end up working in the restaurant to pay rent. And when you work in a restaurant, everybody dates everybody. Everybody hooks up with everybody, especially when you're young, hot people in L.A. That is the premise of the beginning of the show. But it's the restaurant that's owned by Lisa Vanderpump called Sir, um, which stands for Sexy Unique Restaurant, by the way. (laughs) Sir. Um, Okay. Yeah, I know. You're in. I know. But Lisa used to be one of the real housewives of Beverly Hills. But Lisa was the only sane human being on the show, so she quit pretty early on. She's like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to just be around people who just yell at each other and throw wine at each other all the time. Instead, I'm going to make a television show where my employees yell at each other and throw wine at each other and have all dated each other. So I have watched this show for the past 10 years, okay, from when the girls were in their younger 20s for when the guys were in their late 20s, early 30s. And now girls are in their 30s, guys are in their 40s, and some of them have grown up, some of them have not. I have watched them, I've watched marriages, divorces, I've watched restraining orders, I've watched children being born, I've watched them buy houses, and I've watched them cheat on each other, and I've watched all of this bullshit. There's a couple that's been together for the last nine years. Nine years. And there has been an ongoing affair, okay? So he has been, for a minimum, but we believe it to actually be longer, for the last seven months, has been in an affair, a full emotional, sexual love affair with one of her best friends in the world. And while this affair is going on, they were filming a season. And it didn't come out until after the season started filming. That's when, But when you, when now we're watching that season back and you see – the little hints of their affair. It is so fascinating. You see the little conversations of them like, but it never gets caught on camera until the end. They did, they filmed again, an extra finale after they wrapped. But like how awful of a scumbag human being, if you, your life partner, she literally, her dog died. Her grandmother died. She had like surgery to like, like freeze her eggs and, this man fertilized her embryos, okay, and are for later in life when they want to have kids. She wasted her procedure on a man who, at the time that he fertilized her goddamn embryos, was fucking her best friend for almost a year. <laughs> and it's just like, it's all ongoing, and it's all just, and you watch it unfold, and it's just like, what kind of scumbag human being are you, like, that your life partner you're planning to have a family with, you bought a house with, and you're having sex with her best friend, and now you're dating her best friend. It's wild. It's just, I can't. It's awful. They're terrible people. Anyway, the reunion is out now. It's a three-part reunion, and um, the first part's out. And it's basically them finally being in the same room together after all of the news came out, and it's a lot. A lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, threats of physical violence. There's a lot going on. It's intense, Charlie. Anyway, long story short, for all of you following the Vanderpump Rules stuff, please send me things because it brings me joy. 
Wow. <laughs> that was your Lufen Rao uh, <laughs> monologue. I know. This is Vanderpump Rules has been people, the best I've show on people, reality TV. I've seen people married, divorced, having babies. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Like literally one of them was engaged and had a kid with a guy of a producer um of like these like B-list action movies and but anyway who's like recently come out with like a whole bunch of scandals like a, like physically abusing his assistants and uh, sleeping with actresses who are trying to get gigs like doing like casting couch bullshit having his assistants smuggle drugs across the Mexican like all of these scandals it's a guy on the show it's just so wild there's a lot going on right now Charlie it's fascinating watch Vanderpump Rules but how much of this is real let's be real all of it mm. because no here's the thing the reason that it's so that all of it's so real okay these people are not real people. I mean, of course they're real people, but they have been on the show for so long and their lives and their friendships, they've been filmed for so long that they are desensitized to everything. They're desensitized. And the more like ridiculous they are, you know, the more attention they get. And they're just like failed actors and models and whatever. And they're all friends with each other and they're all depressed with their lives. And it's just, it's wild. It's wild. Anyway, I'm fine. Jesus. Jesus it's the God. only thing I've been thinking about for weeks. It's cool. My Star God. Wars, huh? <laughs> well, actually, I think the closest thing I can relate to that is also there's loads of like reality shows over here that I was never interested in. But the one show that I'm like ridiculously like over enthusiastic about, and like to the extent where I will research like what happened to them, try and find out their like information. I'm a, it's a bit creepy, but it's Kitchen Nightmares, and I just found out it's coming back, so I'm very happy. Oh, <coughs> oh my gosh! Just got a frog in my throat. Fucking hell. Kitchen You're Nightmares right? is a plus. Honestly, any any Gordon Ramsay show, I'm showing up for. You know. To be fair. Yeah, like Hotel Hell is great as well. Hotel Hell is great. Um, I've been enjoying but, his competition shows he's been doing lately. Like Next yeah, Level I, Chef. I don't really care too much about like, I, Hell, Hell's Kitchen. I can give or take. It seems oh, uh, but, I like Hell's Kitchen. And Master Chef. I like too. I'm down I, with it. It's just not about Kitchen Nightmares. It's just pure. like, And I, again, I'm, I, I don't. It's nasty. It's definitely like bits of it are fake, obviously, but it's just the stories that they're told. Like, it's just the whole thing about it makes me, I love it so much. Like, part part of the sick nature in me, like, this might be the cruelest thing about me, but I really love watching an episode of Kitchen Nightmares where they're horrible, like, they're like not horrible people, but they're like misguided people. And then Kitchen, like, Kitchen Nightmares shows up and Gordon Ramsay's there and he helps them out. And then he like rebuilds the kitchen, and you can see these people like the light is in their eyes, and they're like that, like that they've been in debt. And he's like, "Don't worry about it. I have paid off the debt." And they're like really happy, and they're crying. And he's like, "Like their mum has been working there, and like she's like bawling." And you see like the kids are the ones that have been fighting, and the, 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 the fights are over, and they're happy. And then they go, and it's like six uh, months later. No, yeah, it, 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 it goes. <laughs> Six months, six months later, the reviews are great. They're having fun, and then I check it online and see that they, they closed down. That and that makes me happy. Yeah, <laughs> sick glee in my in my face. I'm like, <laughs> like all you assholes. Come on now. 
But the majority of these people are like major Trump, like right wing nuts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Always, like, it doesn't matter where they're from. They're like, oh, I, I see, I see why you didn't uh, succeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those shows are always fast. That and like, I like Bar Rescue as well. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, but but about- Gordon Ramsay's where the money's at. Uh, I have a question for you because I've got a little bone to pick with you. What did I do now? <laughs> Ted Lasso. Oh, what about Ted? Well, I've really liked this season, but everyone else seems to not like it, and I'm very. I like intrigued. it too. Hey, don't pick them bones with me. I like it. I don't really have, but people people have been saying that it's it's not as good or like. You know, like the the season's weird, like worse in some regards, and I'm like, I don't know what people are seeing. Cause it just feels the same to me. The only thing that, like, oh my god, Ayla, sorry guys, I have a cat actively licking my face. Oh, we heard the cat a minute ago. Oh, is, did you hear her purring? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's she's you such going. a happy girl. Ugh. Yeah, no, that's just my. She's so happy, and I'm so sorry for the little cat ASMR you guys are getting, but um. Oh my god, Ayla. So the the only thing that I was like the Jack storyline kind of got slow to me and like the love bombing and like that didn't kind of really I didn't really know what to think about that. Like I was here for Keely, you know, Keely's lady lover kind of storyline, but then it kind of fell flat for me and but I will say there there's a lot of other stuff from this season that has just been so delightful, like Sam and his dad's stuff. Um like Rebecca getting it and like the entire Amsterdam episode is just magic. Colin's been wonderful. Um, last week's episode with Ted and his mom. Mm. By the the end Fuck of that you. episode, what about me? No, it's what he says to his mom. Oh yeah, exactly. That literally that exchange at the end. Oh my god, tears, tears running down my face. How can I? This still doesn't miss. It doesn't miss. I really love Nate's storyline. Like I really I love Nate. Too. I saw people complaining because they don't get to see him, like, you know, give up the job on screen. Oh, but who I cares? don't think that that's necessary. We don't need it. Like, like I saw people say, "Yeah, but I wish we saw Rupert's reaction." I'm like, he wouldn't care. care. That's the point. Yeah, he only yeah he didn't really care about Nate at all. He just wanted him to have something over Rebecca and Ted. Yeah. That's that's exactly. literally that's he doesn't give a shit about Nate, clearly. And but anyway, yeah, I've I've really wild. enjoyed uh, the season. Although there's, apparently there might be a bit of drama with Ted Lasso, which I thought was very interesting. What drama? So they were supposed to be doing like a special live like finale celebration in LA, and it was cancelled for uh, unforeseen circumstances. Oh, hmm. So that's intriguing. That is intriguing. I wonder what those are. It's probably like someone going to make it. Yeah. So. Jason. Well, screen <laughs> round, I've, done a, I've done an article. What happened to Jamie Tart's dad and Ted Lasso season three? It's like, who well, gives a what, fuck? Watch the show. You can tell what happened. He's in yeah. rehab. Yeah. And also, Jamie needs to stay as far away from him as possible. I love that well, we got to see his mom this season. His mom is my new favorite character. I love her. Oh my god. Yeah. His hot mom. I'm I'm in love with her. She's wonderful. But it was really sweet. Like I saw people like didn't understand why Jamie's dad wouldn't reply or like wouldn't reach out to him. And then people like 
Because when you go to rehab, they take your phone off you. That's why he yeah. didn't reply. That's why he didn't speak to him all these months. It's not because he doesn't love him. Clearly, he loves him because he went to rehab after being punched by him. Yeah. So, yeah. Difficult, but interesting. Uh, should we get into Star Wars news before? <laughs> We're only 21 minutes in. We've talked about Vanderpump Rules, Kitchen Nightmares, Ted Lasso. Yeah, let's talk about Star Wars, I guess. I guess that's what our show is. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, so, obviously, it was the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Woo, woo, woo! Yay! Uh, how did you celebrate Return of the Jedi? Uh, I know this is going to sound like a wild and crazy idea of what I did to celebrate. I watched it. Ooh! And guess what? It's good. Still slaps. <laughs> All these years later. It's a good film. It is a good film, you know? It's, a, it's almost like it's the Star Wars film um, that has my favorite Star Wars character of all time in it. I don't know. That's part of it, maybe. But also, it is the original trilogy movie that feels the most George. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Where by the third one, they're like, all right, we'll let him run with this a little bit. And I love it for that. It's so kooky. You know, we got, we got, in a we live in a world in Return of the Jedi that gave us size noodles. You know, we're, we're just, we're thriving. We're thriving. The movie's so good, and if you sit there and you don't, to this day, feel like your heart is being ripped out with the Vader and Luke fight at the end, throws throws his lightsaber away, his glove for his... Come on now. That's pure movie magic right there. You've got no soul, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, and it's that's true. exactly it. It's true. Like, how it's dare true. you? I don't understand. You cold, cold-hearted bitches! If you don't, if you don't enjoy the end of that movie, so good. Yeah, I love that film. I didn't get to watch it. I really wanted to watch it in the cinema, um, but they didn't show it where I live. I didn't get to go either. <sighs> Which is I watched bummer. it at home. You know, I played. With my, nice I played with my little black series figures. Oh yay! Did you sit in your room and reenact the whole film, start to finish, with your black series fin- figures? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I ain't got Darth Vader, so I can't do it. Um, <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I was really like amped by it. Um, by the way, we should mention. Obviously, he's not with us at the minute, but our co-host Nikki. It was his birthday this week, <laughs> and he got some really cool uh, Lego Return of the Jedi stuff, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a plus. Nikki's the best. Nikki is just the absolute best. So. Happy yeah. birthday, my friend. We The other time, the other week on the podcast, it was really fun catching up with him about like, hey, remember when we were growing up and every birthday was a Star Wars birthday? Because May is just the month of Star Wars when we were growing up. And oh, yeah. magic. Magic. Lucky so you. Happy Star Wars birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, parents could have timed that better for you, but you know, it's cool. No, that's right. I had like a Harry. I had. Uh, I can talk. I had Harry Potter birthdays, really, because yeah. those were still in cinema. So that's that nice right. too. That's nice too. Yeah, with the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no. Um, really, you know, like Return of the Jedi is my favorite. I, really, I wish I could like celebrate a bit more, but sadly, life got in the way recent weeks, so I haven't been able to. But Hopefully, by the end of the year, I get to celebrate it some other way. I'm sure. I'm sure you will. I'm positive. But yeah. Speaking of like Return of the Jedi and 
anything related with Luke Skywalker. Uh, Mark Hamill talked about his future as Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Did you see about this? I think I remember seeing a headline, but I don't. I educate me, educate me on what went down. I mean, I'll try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he talked about um, so Mark Hamill was interviewed by Esquire, and they asked him about the the CGI the aging CGI de aging of Luke Skywalker, oh. and he said it is unusual to see yourself like that. Also, it can't be cheap. Um, yeah, but then they asked him like, "Oh, would you come back like to play the character in terms of like a younger version?" And he said, "People say, oh, so now you're going to be able to re- do a whole series of Luke post Return of the Jedi." I don't think so," Hamill said. First of all, they don't need to tell those stories, but if they do, they could get an age appropriate actor. So it sounds like Mark is definitely up for you know recasting the role potentially for a younger actor to come in as opposed to like the CGI stuff we've been seeing recently. And then they also asked him if he'd be coming back for the Ray movie. And he said, one thing you learn working for Lucasfilm, everything is confidential. So if I were involved, I wouldn't be able to tell you. And if I were not involved, I would not be able to tell you. So I don't know. We'll all find out together, I guess. I would be very surprised if he is not in the right movie. (laughs) Yeah, I would be very surprised as well. He's got to show up at some point, you know, as a ghosty. Boo. Boo bitches. I, I think so. I feel like it'd be nice to see like a few different... You know, like maybe Yoda, maybe Anakin would be cool to see. Um, I'm, I'm more expecting Anakin to potentially be in like an Ahsoka show than the, yeah. a Ray movie. But yeah, it'd be really cool to see that. Maybe Obi-Wan. Um, also, random. The, yeah. Because um, just because you brought up the, the Ray movie, or not the Ray movie, the Ahsoka show, uh, Rest in Peace, Ray Stevenson. That was a surprise to all oh, of us, yeah, too. Oh, yeah, of course. That oh happened this God. week, too. Wow, that was a that was a that was a real shock. That was one of those. I was waiting after work to get the bus, and I just checked my Twitter, and it You're was like that's li- a joke. That was my li- thought. It's like that's not right. Somebody well, yeah, misreported that. There was like rumors of it being like told on because he, he must have passed away on the Sunday, and it was the Monday that the news dropped, and I think there was like a few like su- suggestions that the news was fake, and I was like, oh, please, really be true because the. It's obviously it's really sad. We don't know what how he passed away. Could have been natural causes. We don't know. But again, I'm not, we're not here to like delve into someone's personal life. But just you know, being at celebration, I didn't get to see him personally, but I saw him on stage, and the energy and the like enthusiasm that he had was so palpable. And it's just it's just really dep- sad, depressing, and just you know, it reminds you to hold your, your loved ones close because life is very you know it's crazy and you don't know what's going to happen and how things turn out so just hold your, your loved ones close and it's 58 so is no age is it no no that's so young it's just it was just and so sad too like it hurts my heart that like also ray stevenson has been a part of the star wars fandom for the past 15 years roughly close to 15 years with you know voicing Fenral and 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 you know it and to like to not be able to see himself you know 
in live action in Star Wars after all of these years of being a part of the fabric of of, of this galaxy. It's just it's so sad. It's just a, it's such a shame. All of it is just so anyway. Sending love out to his loved ones because, yeah, that that was so so unexpected and it's just a shame. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Gar Saxon before anyone complains in the comments. I said Fen Rao, didn't I? You did. Okay. I didn't, I'm not correcting you. I'm correcting. Look. I'm preemptively establishing that you knew that, but. The audience shouldn't complain about it because we know that we know. That we know. Wow. <laughs> okay, guys. I would also like to make it clear that we record this first thing in the morning on a Saturday, so fuck off. Yes. I just woke up. GTFO. I'm here for you. You know. Thank you. Thank I'm here you. For you, boo. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, Big fan. No, yeah. Obviously, awful news. Really sad, and I just, you know. Ultimate, I know people are going to be saying, oh, what about Ahsoka? And what what would this do for this character? Blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, the only thing that's important are his two children, his wife, his family. Um, yeah, it does matter. Love and thoughts to them. And just horrible. Yeah, it's just horrible. Um, I know that StarWars.com did a really beautiful piece about it. And we've got loads of comments from people like Dave Filoni. He worked with him, obviously not, like he said, not just on... Ahsoka, but with Rebels and Clone Wars when he came back for that, which was really sweet. And yeah, great actor, amazing presence. And just, like I said, just a genuinely happy-go-lucky, lovely guy who, who, based on everything I saw, obviously, you know, he famously played Frank Castle in the Punisher movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the director of that film came out and talked about how incredibly nice he was. Every actor that popped up. Um, I believe it was... Um, Matthew Lewis, who played, um, why have I forgotten his name <laughs> from Harry Potter? Neville. Neville. Um, talked about how his first acting role, he played his dad, and he was the nicest person, um, looking after him, and how you know how important that is when you're a little kid in the acting world. So yeah, it's just you know, that's what a legacy is really. It's like yeah. You need to remember like how you treat people and the kindness, and I think that always comes across when stuff like this happens. Sadly, but it's just beautiful to see that he was a light in the world, and you know, his th- that light will continue to shine even though he's not with us anymore because it's there in his acting roles that we see, whether it's Rome or Star Wars, and it's there to see in the way that he acted with people. I'm sure that has extended to other people. So the way that he treated people will be shown to other people. And, you know, that's the beauty of life, I guess. Yeah, that's exactly it. The legacy will live on and that kindness will, will live on. And yeah, it's all just, it's just a shame. And thank you for being a part of our star Wars universe and bringing a little brightness to our galaxy. Definitely. Sorry to bring the mood down, but you know. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta be truthful. You yeah, be truthful. that's exactly it. it. It's something we had to we have to talk about it because it's just such a shame. It's just such a such a loss. Well, for a bit more positive news to wrap up on, um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead talked about the best Star Wars advice that her husband Ewan McGregor gave her. Did you see about this news? No. Oh my god. 
So That's goals right there. This is from Entertainment Weekly that says, One of the most delightful discoveries to come out of the Star Wars galaxy over the past few years was when Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, Hugh McGregor, admitted to Entertainment Weekly that he sometimes force waves at automatic grocery store doors <laughs> pretend he's opening with his mind. We brought up this news to McGregor's wife, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, when she and Ahsoka co-stars Rosario Dawson and Natasha Lou Bordizo stopped by EW's Dagobah Dispatch podcast and she confirmed oh to me foolery. I have definitely caught him doing that, she said laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Your husband is one of the greatest Jedi to have ever been. Come on. exactly. Like, uh, of course he does that. How could you not? <laughs> With her upcoming role as pilot and rebel military leader, Hera Syndulla, Winston has now joined her spouse, as well as McGregor's daughter, Esther Rose McGregor, who played Dayu right. Spice Peddler, Tetha Greek on Obi-Wan Kenobi in the galaxy far, far away. So what kind of advice did he give her? Uh, did uh, Star Wars legend husband Give Winston the upcoming part of the franchise. Oh, one second. He was just so happy and excited for me, Winston said. He really was. He's just like, there's just nothing else like being embraced by this community and being part of it. It's just a, such a special thing. So, yeah. It is. It is, though. Like, and I, it, that's one of my favorite parts about celebration either watching the live stream or being there in person is getting to see people who are putting in who are actively putting in the work but haven't seen it come out yet you know or of like just announcing stuff to actively see like because you think in your brain that maybe you could be prepared for this but there's no way you could possibly imagine walking out into a celebration stage and to have thousands and thousands of nerds just so happy before your your show even comes out you know it's just so it's so crazy like the amount of love you'll receive back from this fandom it's so true and watch to watch them react to realizing what family they're a part of now it's like wow forever changed forever changed exactly um and then it says her co-star Dawson loves that the couple can now share Star Wars. I love that y'all are like a Star Wars family, she gushed. I know when Obi-Wan was coming out and you were telling me that the in the anticipation of it coming up, people were just walking up like and being, may the force be with you. It was so great, Winston responded. We'd be going out with security guards on places we would go and they would go give him like a little bit of special attention and then go, may the force be with you. It was when Obi-Wan was coming out, there was like this special time that people were like, oh God, we know it's coming. We want to tell you that we approve. It was so nice. Which is just really sweet. I love it. You know? I love it so much. Just, yeah, what a beautiful couple. What a, I just want to be there. Just a, can they, yeah. What a unique experience too. You know? Like, what a unique thing to you and your spouse and your kid you know and you and Ewan's daughter just to like be able to share that it's just such a unique and and so crazy of an experience so i'm i'm excited i can't wait i think she's gonna be a wonderful harris and doula and i'm just it's just gonna be lovely it's gonna be lovely i'm so i'm just so happy There's, me too you know it's so me. much something special about having obviously she, Regardless of the fact that she's married to Obi-Wan Kenobi, she's just a great actress. So I'm very happy. Yeah. 
Um, I'm also very happy about the Scott Pilgrim anime that's coming out. So. Oh my god, I know! <laughs> Our Manic Pixie Dream Girl is back! Like, when I tell you, <laughs> Teenage Charlie, oh my god, what an awakening. Right? Film. Oh. <laughs> Ramona, please my get god. Me some, please get me some tea. <laughs> By the way, they did a, they did like a reunion like two years ago, maybe three years ago, during lockdown. I don't know if you watched it, and it was on Zoom, and she re- obviously like she was reading out that scene, and she could still remember like she could still deliver that line perfectly, like all the different teas. It's just it's like incredible, incredible. It's a, good, it's a good week. It's a good week for you know <sighs> snazzy news like that. Aubrey Plaza as well is doing Marvel at the minute. I don't know if you know about that. No. She's in the uh, the the um the WandaVision spin-off. Oh my gosh, she's in the the Agatha. Yeah, she's a witch. Wow, that didn't check out at all. That's not accurate. It's like perfect casting, right? I know. I I do love her so much. So, I I'm, I'm I'm excited. There's been a lot going on. There's a lot finally saw Ant-Man. I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> awkward. Jonathan Majors as Kang did the ooh. most. Yeah, I know. We're going to go, ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. But I was like, well, that's a great, great performance. Ick. But also. <laughs> <laughs> Modoc is great. <laughs> I heard. I know people hate Modoc, but from what I've seen, I think it's, it's fun. It's so. Like, it's the kind of shit you and I would like. I can yeah. see why some people would be like, no. But at the same time, it's so fucking silly the way that they do it. It's all so silly. And I think that you'll it'll give you some giggles, so. But as people. Speaking of giggles, before we wrap up, um, I don't know if anyone... I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but I'll tell people now. So I've been slowly i started i finally started and slowly been going through it's always sunny in philadelphia for the first time um i'm so happy claire loves the show so <laughs> she's been like i've been keeping her up to date with my progress i'm on season eight. Oh my god you're flying i'm so happy for you yeah, it's, so watched, good. it's so good i just the fat season oh fat mac yes oh my gosh i've been and it's so funny dear listeners I've literally been saying for forever that you should have watched this damn show. I know. I didn't. It's, it's for you. It's made for you. <laughs> it is made for me. It's it's depressingly made for me. Like it's right. Shamefully. <laughs> Shamefully is probably the correct ag- adjective to use. So yeah. yeah. Shamefully made for you. But it's so good. It's just it's so fucking good. Like I do feel like if if other podcasts in the Star Wars fandom are good friends and um, not friends, um, that's a joke. Uh, but <laughs> like, if we had to like compare ourselves, I feel like a lot of podcasts out there would be like The Office, where it's like very wholesome. Um, <laughs> we're the sunny crowd. Family. We're definitely <laughs> sunny. Like we're the we're the we're the garbage kids. That's right. Holding our clothes in the air so they don't get covered in sewage water. King of the rats over here. Oh my god, we are. Man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, shooting guns. 
<laughs> oh god, drinking bath salt spiked milk at a wedding. That's us. Oh god. Yeah, sniffing glue. Sniffing glue, yeah. Drinking paint. Oh good lord. <laughs> well that note, should we wrap up? <laughs> Maybe before we lose our entire audience. I tell you what, I'm very proud of us though, because we we all we often say that we're trying to do a short episode and we don't do it, and we've done it this time. So I feel like we deserve yeah. a pat on the back. For the first time in history, we have it's achieved magical. our goal. <laughs> God. Well, Claire, where can people find you? Well, um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Cstribs. Um, you can catch me on Broaxium as well. Uh, go at Broaxium literally everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, and, you know, subscribe on on uh, YouTube because every Sunday night I am on our Shooting the Poodoo Roundup we, where we talk about the entire week in geek and pop culture and all of that jazz, hanging out with friends. And I also cover each new issue of Dr. Afra, giving quick shot previews on the Baraxium channel as well. And uh, also make sure that you uh, you follow that that Twitch, that Twitch account for the Imperial Senate podcast, because there's some more gaming hangouts coming on the horizon. So prepare yourselves. God damn, we need to do a game night at some point. We should do a game night. Yeah. Quiplash for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Maybe a patron thing or something. That sounds fun. I would do yeah. that. I'm around. Cool. Well, you can find me everywhere online on Twitter at CMWASHBY, on Instagram at Charlie MWAshby, and everywhere else you can find me is on my bio where my link tree is. So yeah, just click on that and you'll be able to find where to find me everywhere else. So yeah um thank you so much for listening we'll be back next time but until then see ya bye thank you for listening to the imperial senate podcast if you would like to hear more from the senators please visit our website at imperialsenatepodcast.com there you will find links to our twitter facebook and instagram as well as our discord server twitch and youtube channels you can also email us at imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice thanks and may the force be with you Dissolve the council permanently. The last remnants of the old republic have been swept away.